Turnover Sports Podcast, by the way, brought to you by turnoversports.com slash shop. Use promo code TURNOVER and you can receive 10% off your entire order. Alright, so should we get straight into the NFL games or should we, should we talk college a little bit? Do a little college. Let's do a little college first. Right, what do you got, Chucky? Well, fortunately, just real quick, gotta get it out. Penn State lost, but no big deal. Bama, they gotta win this week. Guaranteed win. It, you know, coming off that huge loss with AM, minus 17, lock it, put it in the ticket. I love college this week. The lines are a little up and up, up in the air. Who are I, they minus 17 against? Mississippi. Mississippi State or Ole Miss? I'm, Ole Miss is playing. Ole Miss is playing. Uh, not Bama. You just got me. It's Miss, God, God, Mississippi. Mississippi. Mississippi's Ole Miss. Mississippi, Mississippi State, State. State. Mississippi State is uh, Mississippi State. Words are hard for Chucky sometimes, but that's okay. But I love Bama minus seventeen, and for being honest, I like BYU with the spread. All right, let's go back to Bama. Is it in Bama or is it in Mississippi State? Bama's away, and they're minus seventeen. Coming off, off a loss, loss though. Saban, Saban doesn't lose off losses. No, you're probably He's right. Belichick. And that spread, it's not bad. So that's only, you know, that's three touchdowns. How has Mississippi State looked this year? Not as good as Bama. They haven't been, I mean, have they looked good, though, or? Average. They've been looking like they've been average. So they don't have a chance yet. So what's his name? Uh, the theory of, like, war. What was that? What's his name? I'm so, like, blank. That's why, this is why it's going to be better on Thursdays when the, I can actually. The Art of War? Or the War of Art? Like the book? No, like the coach for Washington State, Mike Leach. God, I'm so dumb today. <laughs> Mike Leach, no, when Mike Leach was at Washington State, he taught like this class on uh, like guerrilla warfare or something, war yes, strategies yes. and stuff. And, like, that would have been the greatest class of all time to take. So you don't think Mississippi, he hasn't had his guys yet in Mississippi? No, he hasn't had, he hasn't had any of his guys yet, no. Okay. So yeah, minus 17, uh, I'll probably stay away from that one just because... I don't know why. I feel like home field advantage really matters in college. Like, NFL... Oh, usually, yeah. I really don't think there's that big of a home field advantage for any team in the NFL. Like, even you could say, Bills Mafia. All right, they're great. Oh, the 12th man in Seattle. They're so loud. But, like, I mean, how often do they actually always win at home? It's not often. But in college, the home team has a huge advantage. No, I agree. Especially, yeah, 100% agree. So... 17 is a lot of points. 17 is a lot of points, but I mean, my biggest reason on this is it might be Chucky's dumb theory. It's coming off a loss. Coming off a heartbreaking loss, if you would. Second half, they made a strong push to come back. 17 points, if you're going to truly think about it, it's not that much. With Bama? In college, you're right. It's 17. That's three touchdowns. They can easily do it, so I wouldn't be surprised if they went by 24. Is Mississippi State ranked? They're not, right? Bama's five in the nation. Yeah. What were you saying about BYU? LDS? I'm not going to fully say I love BYU, but I like the spread. I wouldn't be surprised if they beat Baylor. I know Baylor's hot. Baylor is Baylor's rolling. hot. But BYU, this is a make-or-break game. Let's see how good they can actually be. Mm-hmm. Just This is, you know, kind of, if they win, all right, cool. If they're going to keep contending for the most part for the rest of the year, possibly. If they lose, they're going to the toilet bowl. They're not going to get anything big. They're not going to get anything relative. So... 
It's a make or break for BYU, so essentially they're going to have to keep it close, and that close is going to be within the touchdown. This is actually a big game, too, because when you think about it, this could be a potential rivalry game because BYU is going to join the Big 12 in a couple of years. Once Texas, Oklahoma loses, BYU's definitely... I mean, they're going into the Big 12, so Big 12 versus Baylor, you're going to see this probably every single year. No I don't sure. know how they're going to redo the like east-west, north-south type thing, but this could be a rivalry game. So I, I do. There's actually a lot I of I want to set the statement right away. Just real quick, I do want to say, you know, end on the college thing with me. There are a lot of lines that I actually do like. You know, Wisconsin minus 14 against Who do they have? Army at home. Oh. I like that. I know oh. Wisconsin's been up, wait, up, wait, wait, down, 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 up, up, but... Okay, I like Wisconsin's defense, but Wisconsin's not an offense that could put up a lot of points. I agree, but defense can get turnovers, and we all know turnover sports causes. Yes, that know, might be, points. honestly, if I had to make a bet, I think that might be the fastest game of the week. Because all those two teams ball. run the ball, run the, the clock's just going to keep moving. Yes. That might be the shortest college football game of the week, if not the season. Um, and I also will What say, did you say the spread was for that? Uh, which game again, I called it? was uh, minus Wisconsin. 14, Wisconsin. I might take Army. And I will say, I do love, I will say I love, and I might put two units on this one, the over in ASU-Utah 50. Just 25 points for each team. Yeah. That's easily doable. That's doable. Give me that. Yeah. That's a tough one for me because, obviously, going to ASU, I don't know. Like, all the games I think, like, we're going to suck. Like, I didn't think we were going to do good last week against Stanford, and we just demolished Stanford. I thought we were going to lose against UCLA. Killed them. I thought we were gonna beat BYU. They killed us. I mean, we kind of killed ourselves. But I don't know. That's a pick 'em game on the road. If ASU wins this game on the road versus Utah, we'll be we'll be sitting at six and one. Yeah. No, they'll be looking nice. And the possible Rose Bowl, Penn State. Possible ASU. Rose Bowl. I just we want that. I mean, I think right now we'll be up so much in our division if we can pull that off. That even if we somehow lose to USC later in the season, we're still going to represent the South in the Pac-12 championship. Because we already got the win over UCLA. So UC- USC is the only one that we're worried about besides Utah. And Oregon's other division. So we could lose maybe two more games and still beat Oregon in the Pac-12 championship. Be a game. That would be a game. Maybe make the be a game. Ball. Yeah. Anymore, uh, and uh, I do actually. I do like Oregon minus thirteen and a half against California, nine in the nation, coming off a bye, um, with that loss before. So, it's uh, it, I think Oregon's going to be a dog this week, also. So, are we almost at that point where we should just sprinkle money on U of A money line every week? Because just, just because it's the sprinkle dogs. I had this thought, and I actually hit last year. I actually sprinkled. I didn't sprinkle a lot. I didn't put a full unit by any means. I just sprinkled a little bit. I would always sprinkle some money on the New York Jets money line because I'm like, there's no way a team's going to go 0-16. And I feel like U of A's at the point where they've lost, what, like 30 games in a row now? Like, they're due to win. So when you see these money lines, I know, like, this week against Colorado on the road, they're only a plus 200. But I feel That's like, the game to take, then. That's the I feel game like to they take. Might That's the game to take. This could be the game that they take. Let's be real. Pac-12, there's not really a Pac-12 school that has this dominant fan base. Like, even USC. Most USC games, they don't sell them out. Oregon may be the closest, but there's really not I one school. I might want to say UCLA in that scenario, but I know... No, because UCLA plays at the Rose Bowl, too, right? Yeah, that's... Well, that's and they never sell it out. They never sell it out. 
Yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's, it's a lot different out there, too, because there's so much to do over there, you know? Because, like, it's Saturday. You get granted, I know. Of course. If you're a diehard fan, you're going to want to go see your teams and everything. But if not, you can go to Disney. But that goes back to my point. Anything else. Because out of all the Power 5 conferences, the one conference where home field advantage really doesn't mean as much has to be the Pac-12. 100% agree. So I think I, I might. I agree with that. I don't know if it's this week, but I think I'm getting close to that point where I might just sprinkle a little <laughs> bit on U of A. The Wildcats money line, just knowing that, hey, last year I sprinkled a little bit on the Jets when they beat, I think they were like plus a thousand against the Rams. I'm like, they're due for a win. That was a trap game for the Rams. Um, I will also say, I mean, just going back to the U of A, plus 200. I mean, <clears throat> if they're due, if not now, then when? This Saturday would be the Saturday that they end it on a nice little high note. Any other thoughts on college? Um, yeah, so I got two thoughts right now. So, Pittsburgh Panthers, they have covered the over in their games 100% of the time. So, I have the Western Kentucky um, Hilltoppers, and Purdue Boilermakers are 100% under in all their matchups they've played. Purdue is 100% under? In all their matchups. Dude, I love me some Jack Plummer, though. So, <laughs> I kind of like them against Iowa. I think Iowa just had this big game. They're probably overlooking I do Purdue. Too. I do. I like to spread with Purdue. It's 14. It's 14. So I do, it I'll is in that. Iowa, right? It's in Iowa, but you know what? Penn State was in Iowa. We should have kicked they their ass. Have. We lost the second string quarterback. Agreed. And Clifford, the big red dog, will be back. I'm sorry. But, you know, Agreed. And the thing about Purdue is Purdue was off last week. So they've had two weeks to prepare for this Iowa defense, this Iowa team and, in general. And the drum's going to be there. The drum will make it. You know, the drum's going to be making an mm-hmm. appearance loud and run thorn. Yeah, I might sprinkle some on Purdue right now. I like that. So we're at the 50-yard line. Let's go opposite fields. Let's go to NFL now, boys, right? Are we done with football? NFL? More football? Football? All right. So the Tampa Bay versus Philadelphia game's on right now. So we're obviously not going to give picks. But, I mean, heading into this game, I just want to give you some stats that I made before we started recording. That kind of insane stats. So since 2019, the home team is 8-26-1. and 8 26 and 1 against the spread in games ref by Clay Martin. Clay Martin loves chaos and he hates the home teams. He wants to get booed in that stadium. He wants chaos. And then going along with that, the road favorites are 9 5 and 1 against the spread. So just right there, you instantly should have probably taken the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I feel like minus 7, that was probably an easy pick. I have no idea what the score is right now. 21 7. 21 7, they're on track. Going into half. Lock of the stat. Some spread. All right, so let's start with the games that are this weekend. We'll start with the London game. Obayanda. We have the Miami Dolphins versus Jacksonville Jaguars. All right, right now the spread is Miami's a three point favorite, and the over's at 47. Any thoughts, Chucky? Chucky's always got opinions because I got an asshole. But I love. I love Jacksonville because if we're being honest, their home team is a cup of tea, and you know what? They are a London team. So they might get what? moved there in the they, next couple they years. Might, they should be getting moved there, and you know, if we're being honest, a lot of Jaguars, they've migrated, so why not migrate you know, overseas, over the lake as they call it? Just, just, I'm not saying yet, not soon, but I like the Jags. Give me the money line on the Jags. Lawrence is due for yeah. a big game, big game, and if he's going to do it, do it against an individual rival. You know they've lost 20 straight games? 
Jacksonville, straight up, they've lost 20 games in a row. They're due, just like U of A. Yeah, Most I think they're due as well. well too. And honestly, Dolphins suck this year. Like, I'm dumb that I told my uncle that it was a good idea to put $100 as a future that the Dolphins might win the AFC East. I thought for sure the Dolphins were going to be a tough team. I thought that they were 10-6 and six last year. I thought the Dolphins were going to be cause headaches for the Bills. I was scared. They got a lot of free agents. They actually got Tua, all these receivers. Grant, Tua got hurt by, you know, the Bills. AJ, Vanessa, shout out, Iowa Hawkeyes. But um, Miami's trash this year. And I feel like if there's a game at Jacksonville, this is technically a home game for Jacksonville. Oh, it is like, a home game. They're going to be a London team soon enough. So I kind of agree with you. I think I'm taking Jacksonville plus three. Dolphins suck. Urban is due for a win. He has to. If he gets, If he loses this week, do you think they might... Do you think he's safe for the full year? No one's safe. You think he no is? One's yeah. Safe. There's, there's maybe a handful of coaches that are safe. And I would say the only reason why he would be safe is because he has a rookie quarterback. But have you heard his post-game conference as he goes with the whole QB sneak with Trevor Lawrence and this and that? Like He is not preparing the team. Yeah, how they're he's not, not the preparing same Trevor Lawrence. So... I'm not. So if he does keep his job, it's because the team has somewhat faith because it's a rookie quarterback. But I'm gonna say if they're like 0 and 8, 0 and 9, can't him. Am I? I'm a, am I, I think if they're 0 and 9 at that point, they'd be losing like 25 straight games. I have a hot take. Urban's making it through the year. Now they're not gonna win many games, so he's gonna blame the stress of constantly losing and trying to like get everything going dealing with all this stupid shit that he's been doing he's gonna blame some type of health issue and he's he's gonna resign for health issues after the season's over it's gonna be a mutual agreement between him and the ownership and then they're gonna move on from him I can actually see that happening honestly Jesse that's actually a great call it's not a hot take that's probably a great call you've seen that first hand experience you know with Ohio State you know with what what did he do happen to Ohio State again what was his allegation? No, what was his allegation for his health concern? It was the girl who was yeah. uh, harassed by one of his assistant coaches that they did not report. Terrible coach. And or they did Terrible it got coach. reported, but they oh, did wait, not wait, take wait. any action. They tried to sweep it under the rug. Ho ho ho! You of all people are gonna say that a head coach that doesn't report some sketchy things going on with their assistant coaches. Is a bad That's thing. Not the you topic. of all people. That wasn't the conversation. We're not even bringing in greatest coaches of all time. We're talking about Urban Meyer in this topic of situations right now. How many national? That, right. This Sandusky is going to always follow you with Penn State. I'm sorry. It's always going to be. That's there. like the same thing. You can't attack Urban Meyer for that and then defend Joe Pa. Yeah, it's but always going to be there. I'm sorry. That's just. Jesse, I love the take. I do think that could happen, and I also think it could happen possibly during the year. Him pulling a hole. I'm just not there mentally, physically, emotionally. So I, I think I'm going to have to resign. He collapses but on I, the field. I love your take. He collapses on the field. That would be great. Third quarter, they're down 21 points. He collapses on the field. There's been a couple times this season. I Heat he exhaustion. He's always on his knees. He's always on his knees. He's always on his knees. Maybe he's allergic to Bermuda grass or something, you know? I mean, it's basically, yeah. You have a point there. All right. Love the take, So, Jesse. next great game. Take. Jesse takes. Green Bay Packers against the Chicago Bears. You got Aaron Rodgers. You got Justin Fields. Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are five and a half point favorites. The over set at 44 points right now. Why are 44 and a half? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's... Well, what are your, what are your thoughts on this one? I... 
thing about the Packers is kind of like the Bills losing to Pittsburgh. Like, it's like, how did Pittsburgh beat the Bills week one? Hard. I kind of feel Hard. like that. How did the Saints beat the Packers week one? I think there was a lot of... I think, I think, honestly, I really think week one was Aaron Rodgers' way to get back at Green Bay. He's like, oh, yeah. yeah, you guys suck. If I'm not playing great, you guys are going to suck. And then he got that out of the way, and then his last four weeks, he's been playing a lot better. They won four in a row. So I'm trying to look over that. Chicago, does Chicago still have a good defense? Yeah. I would say they're it's pretty, they're pretty, I, I think they're I, pretty I, solid. I would take them over at least 15 of the teams in the NFL. But it's a divisional game. But that's game. not above average. Yes, it is. You'd have to be better than 16 to be average. I said above average. 15, so no. So that makes so you're saying are they the 17th best defense? So they're the 15th, I would put them. So that's, not, that's average. That's not above average. So 14, is that better? It's barely they're above average, but they're not above average, is what you're trying to say. They're not top 10, but they're not... So let's just put it this way. Let's just, let's just put it this way. The whole the bear is inside the cave, but the head of the bear is just peeking out of the cave. That's how their defense is. I just don't know if their defense... like I don't know if Khalil Mack is scary anymore. I don't think he frightens offensive, line, offensive lines anymore. He frightens... He, I mean, he got the Raiders last week. Mm-hmm. He got was the Raiders last game, week. Though. It was a huge revenge game. But did he exert too much energy? Mac attack. Yeah. Mac attack. Mac to Mac. My one thought for this game, though, is I think Green Bay is obviously going to win. I mean, the fact that Chicago is 3-2, and two, that kind of surprises me. And the fact that they're 3-2 and two against the spread as well, that's also shocking to me. But the one stat that... Caught me off guard was when I was looking at the total. The total is forty four points. Hear this. I love so that. Since twenty eighteen, the over is twenty five and seven in games ref by Brad 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 Rogers. Sorry. Where's I feel like that over is such a lock right now. Forty four is not a lot of points, and Green Bay they don't have a good defense. So Justin Fields is gonna have people like if he wants to turn heads at one point in the season it's going to be this game against Green Bay especially knowing that Green Bay is going to put up points that's going to make Chicago put up points I think 44 is a lock in fact that's my lock of the week is the over in Green Bay at Chicago is going to be an over 100% agree and I'm looking at the weather right now for Chicago and there's no reason why that can't be more than at least 50 points scored it is a beautiful sunny day in Chicago the highest 65 points should be up up, up, and up. Packers are 80% overdogs this year when they're playing, so they're always hitting that over 80% of the time. I love it. I don't, I actually, I fully love that over. That is a very low score, because if we're being honest, Rodgers can do half Aaron, that A 44 himself. for Aaron Rodgers? Yeah, Rodgers can do half that himself. Yeah. And Justin Fields is still proving stuff. He's still proving something, and he's not bad. He's a good quarterback, but, yeah. but, A-Rob is questionable, so that might be a slight of a downfall, so that might be a lot more running with the Bears. I think it's more garbage time points is what I'm excited for. I think that Green Bay can get an early lead. Yeah, five. I mean, they're favored by four and a half, so it's not terrible. All right, so Cincinnati at Detroit. Any thoughts on that game? I actually, I'm going to go Detroit. I like Detroit. Um, They're due. They're due. Dan Campbell's emotional press conference uh, pregame. I apologize. I love it, and... I like points with them, three and a half is what I've got, and I also like Detroit plus one fifty. So, you know, the, the over is not terrible either. Forty seven. I think you know, golf can get some points going. Burrow can get some points going. So the over, honestly, the over is pretty appealing, and the value for the Lions plus one fifty to me is pretty good because they're due. They're at home, and if we're being honest, a lion will always outtake a Bengal. Yeah. No. 
their point. Great point, actually. <laughs> I, that's good. That's one of those games I have to wait till like Sunday morning to see what the injury reports are. Like right now, I think the over looks nice, but I'm gonna stay away from that game. All right, kind of a garbage game. Two one and four teams. Okay, <coughs> so two one and four teams, but they are three and both. Three and two against the spread. We have Houston Texans at Indianapolis Colts. Colts are coming off that heartbreaking loss where it looked like they were dominating the Ravens on Monday Night Football, and they, and you know, Lamar Jackson's Lamar Jackson, one of the best quarterbacks in the league. I mean, I will admit. So, right now that spread blows my mind. So Houston's a ten-point underdog. So Colts, they played great last week, but are Colts? They're one and four. No one and four team. Should be a 10-point favorite. And I don't know, Skip, because the Colts got a nice run scheme, you know, with their, with their dual-headed monster out there that they got. And if you got to think about it, you, Vegas is also putting this into effect when, you, when they're making these lines on Tuesday morning. That. The Colts arguably had that game won on Monday. Arguably. They lost it themselves. I'll admit it. They lost it themselves. They easily could have won. And they were up a lot. What, 26, something like that? Uh, I don't I'm not, you know. But... Ten points is a huge amount, but how I, I'm picturing it, it as the Colts are actually favored by seven points, not the full ten. I don't like ten. Ten is a huge amount, just like you're oh, saying. I agree. But also, I could see them winning by ten because the Colts, they played good in Baltimore, mind you, in Baltimore, and it's just maybe Lamar took a nicer, you know, dump in halftime instead of taking it in the third quarter. But it arguably so anyway. Lamar's a dog. The Colts. Not a good team, not a great team, not even maybe an average team. Ten points a lot. I like Texans plus ten. I agree. Texans plus ten. All right. L.A. Rams at the Giants. So four and one versus one and four. The Rams nine and a half point favorite. The total is at forty eight and a half. I mean, no Saquon. Daniel Jones got banged up. Rams are looking good. You know, McVay might have his swagger back, like Jay Z said. Ten and a half points is a lot. Nine and a half. Oh, I apologize. Nine and a half. It's why I see two nine and a half. Um, I might stay away from the points, but I might take the over 48, 48 and a half. I feel like that could be doable. I think the Rams are going to put up points. I feel like there could be some garbage points. I feel like it could be one of those games yeah. where the Rams just put up, put up, put up points because the Rams can put up points, and I think they could uh, put the Giants in the cup and just sail them away. My thought with this is that. What's his name? Danner Jones, Danny Dimes. He's had a concussion all week, so I don't even know if he's practiced yet, and I have no idea who the backup is. Oh, uh, Glennon. Oh, it's Mike Glennon. Even better. See, nine and a half. I feel like this could be one of those games where maybe the Rams get out to a quick lead and they coast the rest of the game. So I actually don't like the over in this game, but I can definitely see it being one of those 28-10 games where they absolutely cover. They cover two times over. But I don't know if there's enough scoring in this game. Forty-eight and a half is a lot of points for a backup quarterback. No, I, don't, I don't hate that. I don't hate that. But he's also a veteran. He, he he's been around a little bit, and you he can know, see the whole field with that neck. Oh, he can see the, more than the whole field. He can, yeah. and if we're being honest, he can see above the offensive line, which is the most important thing a quarterback has to worry about in the pocket. Oh, uh, I mean, uh, there's some five foot seven quarterbacks that are pretty good this year. I for sure. I have a good plug on the uh, NFC East. For those teams and my my Giants plug, I'm big on Rams. Take hammer the Rams minus ten. 
minus nine and a half, whatever it is. Take it. Shout out Nick Barbosa, great Giants fan. He knows the details. But I'm taking Rams all day. Eight starters on offense are hurt. Two to four starters on defense are hurt. Two to four are hurt on defense. Okay. Matthew Stafford's coming off Yale's a couple weeks ago, but he's at a point where he needs to kind of prove himself a little bit more, especially, you know, with how the NFC is kind of playing out. Him, it's his competition is Kyler. So he's got to compete against him right now. So that's his biggest thing. Russell Wilson's out for a while. But, yeah, um, I'm getting another thing right here. So limited. Daniel Jones, Ben Bredson, Nate Ebner, Justin Hilliard, Jabril Peppers, Logan Ryan, Sterling Shepard, Matt Skura, Darius Slayton, Andrew Thomas, Kadarius Tony. Who the hell are they going to throw All the of them to? are limited to potentially out Shepherd? on Sunday. Sterling Shepard, hamstring. Oh. Um, did Tony's not out. practice. Galladay? That's it. Listen, did not practice. Saquon Barkley, Kenny Galladay, Rodarius Williams. All did not practice. Okay, so you know Hammer, take, hammer, hammer the Rams. Take back what I just said. Thank you so much, Jesse, for the insight. Because the only way you're going to win in gambling is if you have an insight. I'm not doing the over. I'm taking the uh, Rams minus 9.5. But I will wait until game time decision. Hopefully it drops a little bit to like 7.5. and a half and get that 8-pointer or 6.5 to 7. But I'm definitely taking it. Yeah, this could be like how the Bills texting was a couple weeks ago, where it literally was a 40 to 0 game. The mm-hmm. under hit, but the favorite clearly yeah. won. Yeah. Yeah, big shout out, Nick Barbosa. Hammer the shout Rams. All right, so we got Kansas City Chiefs at the Washington football team. Kansas City got murked on Sunday night. Allen whipped his dick out. Yeah. Honestly, when you think about like all the best quarterbacks, you got Josh Allen. Clearly, you have Lamar Jackson. All right, Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes, obviously there, but Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray. Kyler Murray, absolutely. But is Pat? If we would have said this a year ago, or even two years ago, we would all probably agree that Patrick Mahomes was, you know, a neck and a half above everyone else. But is Patrick Mahomes is he even top three out of the young quarterbacks right now? He did not look good against the Bills. He was thrown in the dirt. Everyone always says Josh Allen has inaccuracy issues. Accuracy issues, that is. He is inaccurate, which he isn't, which is fake news. But Mahomes was throwing it in the dirt. Mahomes did not look good at all. Do you think he's top three, a top three quarterback in the NFL right now? No. No. I've been saying it for a while now. I have been. I have been thinking, and I've been personally saying, Mahomes is overrated. Mahomes is light and days overrated. Overrated. You put half of any other quarterback in this league with that offense, with that coach, and what Mahomes has done, yes, he's done more flashier plays, but good, come on. He's got a great O-line. He's got phenomenal running backs. He has arguably the greatest offensive mind coach as a head coach coaching him right now Patrick Mahomes is what you want to say he was put in the perfect position at the perfect time because if we're being honest they didn't need him they were doing great with Alex Smith so were the Niners with Alex Smith but that poor man arguably you know I love Alex Smith you know got injured he got injured but that's not his fault they didn't need Mahomes Mahomes is not a top three quarterback yes he's top 10 still he's a good quarterback but he is not what everyone's saying the greatest of all time he's the next best he's not Get out of here. Just get out of here. So you want to, I'm going to give you a quote from a blog I wrote in June 8th of 2019. 
Alright, this is an excerpt. If you want to compare Mahomes' first full year as a starter to Allen's, the narrative may be different. But that is only because the data is skewed. Mahomes, Mahomes was blessed to walk into an offense with the likes of Tyreek Hill, Sammy Watkins, Kareem Hunt, and Travis Kelsey. Nathan Peterman would look like a less shitty, yet still shitty, version of himself with those weapons. So that goes along with your point. Any quarterback... Any quarterback that would have walked into that system right now, they'd be considered a top ten quarterback. Baker Mayfield might oh be Baker considered be. a top two quarterback right now if he was on the Chiefs. Because let's not remember when Texas Tech and Oklahoma played shootout. The shootout. shootout. Oklahoma. Shootout. Baker Mayfield. He Baker. lit it up that night. Baker whipped it out that day. I mean, sure, Patrick Mahomes looked great too with Kingsbury, but dude, Mahomes, Mahomes alpha him. That night. And then, if we're being honest, I can't speak for anyone here in this room, but I think we all know Mahomes is a good quarterback. We would all, I know Mickey wouldn't, I know Jesse wouldn't, I would, I'll be honest. But, you know, before you guys had your stars, you guys would have taken Mahomes on your team. But we're not saying he's the greatest in the quarterback. I, I do think Allen's the best in the, in the league as a quarterback. I, you know, Respect. love Allen. You know, I've been on his wagon for like seven years now. I want to be but, inside his wagon. Respect. <laughs> We respect all genders and all equi- 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 equality. That's a hard word, actually. E- equality? Equality. It's okay, Chucky. Words are very hard to They are. Words are hard. <laughs> Harder than numbers. But. Agreed. Mahomes is a good quarterback, but he's not a great quarterback, and he's still overrated to what people and reporters and Chiefs fandom praises him to be. Chiefs treat him like no joke, like he is Jesus Christ. Yes. I think he walks on water. And really, like, dude, he walked in with Sammy Watkins, Tyreek Hill, and Travis Kelsey. And Andy Reid. Name one backup quarterback that wouldn't look good. Dude, Chad Henney last year. Was it Chad Henney that looked good? And I, Was it Chad Henney? What I usually... Chase Daniels? I don't know. He's one of those Chiefs, backup quarterbacks that no one knows. Looked good with the I backups. always think of Matt Castle. For the Chiefs, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I always think of Matt Castle. <laughs> But and my thing with, with NFL too, especially with young quarterbacks, is one thing: coaching matters. He has Andy Reid. Andy Reid. My last thing on the Chiefs right now. Only thing they have to do, they gotta catch up. Gotta hunt catch up. You gotta catch up, Mahomes. You gotta catch up, Mahomes. I do want to say one thing, just because I believe I have them in my parlay. Chiefs minus six and a half. Take them. Oh, it's a lock. It is a lock, though. We're, we're, we're speaking. It has to, to be a basketball. It is a lock. Game. It's a must-win. And Washington. Let's talk about the. Uh, not. Ooh, almost said it. Let's talk about the football team. Woo! Close one. Football team is two and three as a record, but they are only one and four against the spread. And I don't really think they've been favored that often. So when you're usually an underdog and you're one and four against the spread, that's not a good sign. I don't honestly. I in that division. They need to win this game to keep it close with Dallas, in my personal opinion. And if they get blown out this game with the Chiefs, I kind of feel like the Chiefs... This is a game where both teams really need to make a statement. And I feel like if the Chiefs blow them out in Washington, nonetheless, Riverboat Ron, it's not looking good for him. But I'm going to give Riverboat Ron a pass because... They need to give him a quarterback. You can't hire a coach and not give them a quarterback. Like that's why I'll give, give him my Chris grade. Patrick, and like with Buffalo, like when Buffalo fired 
Rex Ryan. I don't think it was deserved. Am I happy we fired him? Absolutely, because we got Sean McDermott, the greatest coach in the league. But I feel like if you hire a coach, you only give them two years, and you don't give them an actual quarterback, what's the point? No, I agree 100%. So I'm going to give him a pass, but I feel like, I think at this point, Washington, they still have their first-round pick. It might be time to think about Tank Alert, Tankathon, Tankathon.com. One last thing we need to mention, shout-out Sean Taylor. I think you tweeted earlier, perfect timing. Impeccable timing. Impeccable timing. Didn't see the tweet yet, but impeccable timing. Watch those jersey sales go crazy. I wonder why he was granted the Wall of Fame this year. Grant, great player, but impeccable timing. Great player, but he should have been in there way, well, well, well before this. But now of all time, great timing. And if not now, then when? I guess right. All right, so we go to the NFC South. Minnesota, well, north as well, north or south matchup. We have the Minnesota Vikings at Carolina. Minnesota is two and three overall, and two and three against the spread. Traveling to Carolina, who's three and two straight up and against the spread. Um, Panthers are eighty percent with the under, so I mean, and the under is forty-five, but I mean, it's going to be outside. McCaffrey's supposed to be is back. Is he going to play? He's is back. He? He's back. Okay. He's going to be back. Um, overs at forty-six. I go under forty-six. I like. I like the Panthers to win plus 107, you know, and plus two with points. I would take plus two with points, but in that case with me, I'll just take money line. Panthers See, again, up. that's one of those games where I'm going to have to wait till Sunday. See, is Christian McCaffrey actually playing? Right. But yeah. I do love the under in this game because I think last week Minnesota won 14-7 or something like that, or they might have lost 14-7. Whatever it is, Minnesota does not put up points. No. Yes, but here's my thing. I'm, and I hate, it hurts me. Deep in my soul to say it. I'm riding Vikings. I'm riding with Kirk Cousins. Only because he's my starter in fantasy this week because Russell Wilson's out. They put up some points. Him and Adam Thielen, Dalvin Cook. Jefferson? Justin Jefferson. I. It's not going to be a crazy scoring game, but no? I take the Vikings. I, I saw him two and a half, three. Take him. That's one of those garbage games that you know if you're watching Red Zone on Sunday. It's not gonna be on. It's not gonna be. On. Not, not That's gonna be a punt fest. Like, there's gonna be there's gonna be one Dalvin Cook twenty yard touchdown run. That's gonna be it, maybe. And then like a sixteen yard screen to Dalvin Cook, and then like a twelve yard pass to Jefferson Thielen. It'll be just a good five yard catch. I by think Jefferson. you're even reaching there. I don't think the, I don't think the Minnesota Vikings could put up twenty points. I don't think they could score three touchdowns in a game. Oh, you're just saying, like, in general, a screen pass against yeah. 12 yards? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 17-13 Vikings take them. All right. So, honestly, this next game, this might be my game of the week. I think this might be the most exciting game of the week. You have the Los Angeles Chargers at the Baltimore Ravens. They're I like this game. 4-1. and one. Ravens are 2-3 and three against the spread when the Chargers are 4-1 and one against the spread. You got two of the youngest, hottest quarterbacks in the league right now with Herbert against... Uh, Jackson, I think this might be the game of the week, to be honest. In fact, I wish they could flex games early in the season because this deserves to be the Sunday night game. Well more deserved than Geno Smith versus, you know, Limp Dick, Big Ben. Disrespect, we're coming off a win, we're riling. Um, what's your over-under on that game? What do you have? All right, so the, right now we have Baltimore. They're the two-and-a-half-point favorites, and the over's at 51-and-a-half. Okay. Um, I saw 51, 51-and-a-half. I still think take the over. 
Absolutely. Like that will be a shootout. Oh, and be, yeah. my underdog on the plus, it's the Chargers. I like Take that. the Chargers. I like the Chargers. Both coming off emotional victories, but I feel like Justin Herbert, Chargers, they're going to sneak by and win. I don't like the points on it. Just take just take the money line. Take the over. I like that, Jesse. I like that. Take, take, I like Jesse's pick 100%. Bo- both of them in my plus, by the way, too. Not, not, not a fraud. Speak on that, Jesse. Money on Jesse, both. Jesse took the words out of my mouth. I don't know about this, though. Two and a half Chargers. Dude, after seeing Lamar Jackson, though, that's going to be a tough game. I like the Chargers a lot, but are the Chargers really a 5-1 and one team? When you say... Are the Ravens a 5-1 team? I think that's more believable. Before the season started, if you had to say one of these two teams would be 5-1, I think 100 people would say the Ravens probably would be 5-1. I don't think many people would say the Chargers. Oh, no. Don't get me wrong. I think the Chargers are good. But are the Chargers a 5-1 team right now? I don't know. I'll be honest. Both shocking because the Ravens, yes, you know, they're my rival. But what the Ravens are doing is very impressive. You know, they, they didn't have a lot of, like, Star, star, star players, especially receivers for Lamar coming into the season yet, and they had to do basically, essentially, next man up tradition and motto in Baltimore, and they got a lot of injuries, and they had this going on and that going on. So, Chargers, I didn't expect them to be this good at all, this fast. So I, 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 I personally couldn't say, but if I had to pick one, I'd probably just say Baltimore just because of the experience with the quarterback. So we might take on that. All right. Can I give you a stat? Bring it. So, Ravens are two and a half point favorites, right? These are offsetting stats. I got a couple stats. So, the favorite... Actually, they're really not offsetting now that I look at it. The favorite is 15-5 and five straight up in the last 20 games wrecked by Bill Vinovich. Bill Vinovich loves the favorites to win, but that's not necessarily saying that they're going to cover. So it is two and a half points right now. So it's not necessarily a lock that they'll cover, but listen to this stat. Justin Herbert is 5-2 and two against the spread in his career as a road dog. He's 5-2 and two against the spread when he is a road dog. Okay, what is it harder to do? It's harder, harder to cover. cover. Great teams win. No, good teams win. Great teams cover. Okay, so go along with that. Justin Herbert, 5-2 and two against the spread as a road dog. Guess what Lamar is? As a home favorite in his career. As a starter, this is. 8-13 and 13 against the spread. So I think Packers, it's definitely leaning towards spread. the Chargers. Some spread on that. Chargers could cover. And really, when you think about it, the home team always gets the three points. If they're two and a half point favorites, the odds are leaning towards the Chargers. This is one of those games I'm going to have to think about deeply. I'm going to have to meditate for a little bit in the morning. But don't. Don't overthink paralysis by analysis. My God. There you go. But that's, you know, easier said than done. If if you're going to overthink too much, stay away. Easier said than done. All right. Well, we'll wait for this game for Jesse to come back. So let's just move on. We got um, the Las Vegas Raiders. I don't feel it's appropriate to say it with hard R. I don't want to say Raiders. I think we should say Raiders right now out of respect. They are traveling to Denver to take on Whoa. the Broncos. Whoa, you just said the hard R with Denver. What about Denver? Denver, you're right. Sorry, dude. It, honestly, it was 10 years ago. 11? Used, you know, I used to be a Payne Manning fan. Just let me be. I'm sorry. 
It's okay. I apologize. We have our ways. We all make mistakes. We all get going out on public right now. I just said it. I apologize. We all get good tonight. All right. Right now, I feel like Raiders plus three and a half underdogs. They're not going to be mentally there. I feel like this is the game. Denver, you got Big Dick Teddy coming back. He's a covering machine. I feel like Denver's going to be able to cover three and a half at home. Do you think this is the game where Las Vegas, they step up? You know what? Let's do one last thing. Let's do it. Let's knock on wood. Knock on wood if you're with me. I don't know, though. I kind of think I like Denver. I just feel like so much stuff is happening right there. I don't. I wish I had a stat on interim coaches, their first game as a coach, how they do against the spread. I wish I had that stat. I. I love the Raiders in this game. This is one of those games where last game was obviously a statement loss for Gruden. The team, if we're being honest, the, the team at home should not have lost to the Bears. That's a way better team than the, than the Bears are, and they should not have lost. It was a statement loss. The team knew what was going to happen. The team knew what was going on. And you know for a fact the team probably had one of those team meetings on Saturday night, Sunday morning. Hey, we're not going to like purposely lose, but it's going to be one of those games where, you know what, let's just make a statement right now. All right, so we got QB1 versus QB2 with Arizona traveling to Cleveland. I think, two this is the best game of I think this is the best game of the week, my bad. You think this so? This is my game of the week, in my opinion. Okay. And as a Steelers fan, I do not like either of these teams, but it's going to be a great game. So right now, Arizona's traveling to Cleveland. Arizona's a three-and-a-half-point dog. So Cleveland's three-and-a-half-point favorite. The overset at 49-and-a-half. Can I give you a stat? Don't ever ask, just give it. Since 2019, the underdog is 25-12-1 against the spread in games repped by Carl Cheffers. Let me repeat that. The underdog is 25-12-1 since 2019. Carl Cheffers is the head rep. Who's the underdog in this game? The Cardinals. Three and a half point underdog. Let's all agree. Who's the better quarterback out of these two Oklahoma legends? The Murray K one baby. I'll also be honest too. Arizona is um, undefeated on the road this year. Can I add you another little stat? Cleveland is three and five against the spread under Kevin Stefanski as a home fra- favorite. Three and five against the spread. Hey, they're not great home favorites. Like you just said, Arizona's great on the road. I love Arizona plus three and a half right now. This yeah, I this is gonna be like I said. This I love this game. Uh, I guess usually one o'clock games for us West guys. West Coast guys are nap time, except for Jesse because he's Cardinal fan. But this is going to be a game where I'm not going to worry about I'm not taking a siesta. I'm not taking a nap. I'm going to be fully intrigued on the Cardinals, keeping that undefeated you know, season alive somewhat. And the Browns being dogs as they are so far. Um, it's going to be a game of the week, arguably. And like Mickey said, I, I'm not going to lie. I'm more of a 10 o'clock game for Pittsburgh. I wish they would have put Pittsburgh at 10 o'clock and honestly bumped you guys again with Sunday Night Football this week because this is going to be a game of the week. And, you know, I got Cardinals plus 3.5. I got Cardinals plus 148. And I honestly think it's going to be over. Like, defenses are relatively good for both teams, but I think both teams are also going to put up points. And Cardinals are going to fly their way to Cleveland and fly back to Arizona undefeated. I like it. Um... My only thing is when everything is so heavy on the Cardinals, I always get a little bit worried about it. But that's three just three point dogs. Yep, 
So, I, I mean, obviously, I always bet the Cardinals, no matter what. Emotional bet, don't ever want to do that. But, I mean, it's like Dave Portnoy. I just always bet them. Why not? They win, they win, I, they lose, I lose. This game, I feel like this game looks great on paper, but I feel like it's going to be a huge, huge, huge disappointment. Dallas, 4-1. and one. Dallas, the one team that's undefeated against the spread. They're 5-0 and oh against the spread. They're traveling up north to play New England. Right now, Dallas, they're on the road. They're three and a half point favorites. The overs at 50 and a half. Do you have any thoughts on this game? Um, I do. Um, Dallas covers 80% of the time. They're 100% of the time this season. 80% of the time. They're five and a half. They're 100% of the time. That doesn't mean they're covering. I literally said they're five and zero against the spread. Oh, okay. they're four and one straight up. Okay, so again, not a numbers guy, but Patriots are Patriots are playing teams relatively tough, and all I'm going to say is I Cowboys will do one of those Cowboy losses. Agreed. So I'm going to actually go Patriots plus three and a half, just points for the Cowboys money line. Be safe. But Cowboys are due for one of those Cowboys losses on the road just to put their fans to reality. Just to put... Cowboys are a good team, but Bill Belichick is like trying to coach us. Do you know who Mike McCarthy reminds me of or what he reminds me of? Do you remember like in third or fourth grade? Do you remember Mighty Beans? Yeah, I used to play those all the time. He looks like a Mighty Bean to me. Yeah, no, so if you... His body is shaped like Diving deeper into... Uh, childhood toys. If you remember the Mighty Beans, they had the regular size and they had the bigger chunky size. Yeah. That's Mike no, McCarthy. He, Mike McCarthy is the XL Mighty Bean. And I want to take back what I said about the eighty uh, percent with them covering. They are eighty percent with overs. So I apologize on that part. Can I give you some stats? What did I say? The home team. So Dallas at New England. The home team is ten and five against the spread and straight up. In the last 15 games, ref by Brad Allen. I know 10 and 5, that's not saying much, but the under, this is the set I like. The under is 7 and 3 in the last 10 games when New England is a home dog. The over is at 50 and a half right now. New e- Dallas, everyone talks about them being the most dangerous offense in the league, but Dallas. They haven't been putting up as much points. I know you just gave us a stat about the over, but they haven't been lighting up. Remember last year before Dak got hurt, he had like 500 more passing yards than the number two person? Mm-hmm. He's not, I don't even think he's top five right now. Yeah. Like they're not putting up insane amount of yards. And let's be real, New England's still a pretty good defense. All right, they're not great, but they're still pretty good. And what should we go up to Houston? I like the under in this game. Dallas, New England, I can see this being a... 24-17 type game, 24-20. And it's at 50 and a half, so that's a 30-20 game right there. I don't see this being a 30-20 game. Yeah, I'm big on the under. I Cowboys have always fucked me every single bet I ever make with them in it, about them, solo, whatever. So I don't do anything but just Bill Belichick plays people well. Keep it uh, at the under. I had 50 and a half, 51, 50, whatever it is, under it. Yeah, I'm going to stay away from the total just because it's a little... Throw it in a teaser. 
I'll throw that in a teaser, definitely like a seven point, but I, I like the Patriots plus three and a half. Yeah, the Cowboys are what they are. Shout out Parker McCollum. All right, so now we're heading into Sunday night football. We got Geno go. Smith. Steelers. Traveling to take on Here Big Ben go. in the battle of the of two top 50 quarterbacks in the NFL. Chucky, take it away. <clears throat> well, I got a hot take right now, and I'm going to go hard. Um, I'm going to hammer this over. I'm going to hammer this over 42 and a half is what I've got. I'm going to hammer Pittsburgh Moneyline. I'm going to hammer our points because the last time we played Seattle in Pittsburgh, the last time we played Seattle in Pittsburgh, Big Ben messed his elbow up. Missed the whole game. Missed the whole season, mind you. Our fans are going to be so riled up, so pumped, because arguably so, it's the Seahawks, it's the Steelers, it's Super Bowl 40, a little bit rematch. Ben's last time against Seattle, yes, he might be a little bit, you know, shaken up a bit, you know, got the little elbow injury. Ben's going to be Ben. Ben's calling the shots again. He looked great last week. Offensive line was looking good. I I know I said what I said to Jesse earlier about emotional bets, but I have to possibly make an emotional bet on my boys, my Pittsburgh Steelers. Minus five and a half is what I'm looking at. It's a touchdown. Give me six points. Give me two field goals, Boz. I'm riding with Pittsburgh. And Ben, we trust. Fucking bet. Throw it, Benny. Well, I don't want to be the breaker of bad news, but Pittsburgh has lost seven out of their last eight against the spread in primetime games. Yes, I know that. I know. We have not been doing great in primetime. I will give you that, but you know what? There's no better scene in sports football than two things. A whiteout in Penn State, Happy Valley, and two, Sunday Night Football in the Berg with those fucking yellow towels just waving around in the air. And don't say what you're going to say because I know what you're going to say. Can I give you a side? I do love about this game. The over is at 43, but in those seven out of those last eight games, the seven out of the eight that they've lost against the spread, the under is six and two in those games. I love Pittsburgh's defense. I don't think Pittsburgh's offense, I really think it's kind of like the Cialis type offense. I really think they need a pill just so they can, you know, put something get on something the field. They need something to get up. Yeah. I don't believe in that. I love the under in this game. I know it's a very low. 43 is very low, but I can see this easily being a game that ends at like 23-16 maybe. 21-10 Super Bowl rematch matchup. Yeah, absolutely. Highly disagree. I hate to say it, big on Steelers. It's Geno Smith. Okay, what are you saying? I'm a diehard Steelers fan now. I'm not like... I think Steelers are going to just have a night. No, I agree. I'm not saying that. I, like I love that. Steelers. Big Ben, four touchdowns. Oh. Big Ben, Big Ben. I'm not going passing Ew. yards because it's not going to be crazy. I say four passing touchdowns. Wow. Okay. I I don't know about four. I do like Pittsburgh to cover, but like it's it's one of those things about Seattle. I just I have no respect for Geno Smith ever since Rex Ryan put Ik Ikim Pauly or whatever the hell that dude's name is that knocked his out, broke his jaw out, and made him captain. I feel like Geno Smith really shouldn't even be in the NFL right now. It's like, dude, you didn't even. That's just disrespect right there. You got knocked out by IK, and then Rex Ryan sends him out to be a captain. Disrespect. Disrespect. And you're going to come out, and you're going to play on Sunday night football against arguably one of the top five best defenses in the NFL. Watt's going to be hungry. This is not going to be a good Watt's night for Seattle. Hungry. This Watt's is not going to be a good night. I, okay. so, I agree with you. We should talk about the best team in the NFL. So the Monday night game is the Buffalo Bills traveling to 
Nashville, Tennessee to take on the Tennessee Titans. Bills four and one straight up and against the spread. Tennessee three and two straight up and against the spread. Buffalo is traveling. They're five and a half point favorites. And I'm telling you, the last time Buffalo played in Tennessee, we got our ass smoked. Tennessee beat our ass. But I will tell you one thing: Bills fans travel. There was that year where like Tennessee, they won the greatest fan base. That's bull. Because when I was watching, anytime the Bills travel to Tennessee, Bills fans travel. That it, Tennessee does not have home field advantage. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I guarantee we're going to watch the game Monday night. Bills are going to have the home team advantage. If everyone remembers when the Bills played Tennessee last year, the game got delayed. It was supposed to be a Sunday game. It got delayed to Tuesday because of COVID. And let's be real. Who did we play after the week after we played Tennessee? Kansas City. We were undefeated. We were overlooking Tennessee. They kicked our ass. They were focused on it. They knew we were a good team. We were overlooking them. I feel like this week is a revenge game for us. We're going to have a home home field advantage in Tennessee because Tennessee doesn't have fans. Have you ever met a Tennessee Titans fans? No, you haven't. They don't exist. Chad Welshheimer, shout out. Chad, Chad is he still a Tennessee Titans fan? Uh, if you had to bet lot. your life on it, gun to your head, says Chad Welshheimer still root for the Tennessee Titans. Would you take that bet? No. No one would. They don't, their fans don't exist. They're all bots. They're Russian bots. When they have those like fake, oh, fan vote. It's all Russian bots. It's all the bots that just instantly put in their votes. They put in their tweet. It's not real. Five and a half points favorites. Bills are so hot right now. And people might think, oh, we just came out this big Sunday night victory against Kansas City. But this is a revenge game for us. And guess what? When we played them last year, we didn't have any of our players. We didn't have Matt Milano, who's coming back from injury this week. We didn't have Trey White because of COVID issues. This is going to be a huge revenge game for us. I like Bills by at least two scores. I think five and a half is one of the easiest bets of all time. At 54, that's a high over. I really like the Bills defense this year. I think the 54, I think it's going to be around 54 points. But I really think this is going to be one of those 38 to 17 type games. 38, 17, 55, maybe you should take the over. And can I give you a stat to back that up? Let me just give you a stat. Let me break out the numbers. The numbers guys right here. The away team, Buffalo's traveling to Tennessee, that is. The away team is 9-1 against the spread and 8-2 and straight up in the last 10 games refed by Cleet Blakeman. 9-1 against the spread. The away team, that is. 9-1 against the spread, 8-2 and straight up. Cleet Blakeman hates home fans. He hates fans. He hates the home team. He wants that chaos but too. Didn't you just say that the Bills travel well and that Tennessee won't be a problem for fans? Doesn't matter. Exactly. That's even more in my favor. That it's going to be art. It's going to be Bills Mafia in Tennessee. Cleet Blakeman hates home teams. Can I give you one more stat? You ask me again, I'm going to kick your ass. Since 2019. Cleet Blakeman as the head referee. Home underdogs are two and nine straight up. It's a lock that the Bills are gonna win. Do you think they're covered by five and a half? I think I've given you enough data, enough analysis that I think that's almost a lock. Bills minus five and a half. Yeah, no, I mean obviously the Bills are by far the best in the NFL. Um, I only have. I mean, can I give you a stat? Mm-hmm. Who's the Bills' one loss? Your Steelers. Steelers. Yeah. Okay. But, so yes, Bills are by far the best in the NFL. Um, my only concern is 
which I don't think it's even like a big concern. It's just my only concern regarding the game and the Bills itself is the Bills have somewhat of a short week to Sunday Night Football, and they're coming off a huge emotional win finally in Kansas City. Is it somewhat of a trap game? Because not like not like fully obviously, but like 10, 15, 20 percent. Tennessee has to win to keep that season just like rolling and. You know, they're not bad, they're not terrible, they're just kind of like hanging on Disagree. Right what division, remind me what division Tennessee is in. No, I know that, but like... Tennessee can go 7-10 and 10 and win that division. Well, I know, but for their sake. Like, just, I, I, I know that might be one of the worst divisions in football this year, but where they've been the past two, three, four years, like, if they lose this game, no, they're not going to tank, yes, they'll probably still win the division, but like... Just for their mentality, their stake, like it's almost, I, I would almost feel like it's not yet, but it's at that stage where it's almost a must win, especially at home in prime time with Tennessee. Again, I'm not thinking they're going to win at all. That's my only concern with the Bills. But yes, minus five and a half. I, I'm, I'm honestly shocked it's that low. It's a, not even a touchdown. Well, it is a touchdown with an extra point, without an extra point. I'm thinking about um, they were given three points too. So really, yes, it's eight and a half. But, um,. I, I mean, I'm definitely riding the Bills minus five and a half, but my only concern is that like Tennessee just pounds that rock hard with Henry. But I know you guys' defense is immaculately. Does how many yards Henry had against us last year? How many? Less than sixty, sixty or less. Well, I know, but I'm just saying. We got a defense. We got some dogs. We have a, we have a better defense this and year. And it's last like year. I said earlier, it's a revenge game for us. They beat our ass on Tuesday night football last year. We're gonna kick the fucking shit out of them. We're gonna beat them by two scores. We own them in Tennessee. 